This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, Chris Patola, SiriusXM and ESPN, is joining us now on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, are your brackets completely messed up after Arizona uh, got Princeton? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely had him in the final four. So, uh, I mean, the fortunate part about this is I'm of my right mind. I don't put any zero dollars, uh, Adam, <laughs> zero money on any of this. <laughs> so I'm okay. At least I'm financially stable still. Yeah, I mean, I'm, this, I'm the same way. And actually, I wasn't even rooting for Arizona as that game got tighter. I, d- I right. just, I'm not wrapped up in my own brackets. Uh, I'm not good at it anyway. But so uh, it it didn't bother me. I want to ask you this: You've been close to the Duke program uh, in the past as a former assistant coach there. How has your opinion of Duke as a March team changed in the last, let's say, six weeks? Yeah, like drastically, <laughs> drastically. Um, and you know, it, it goes to show you, Adam, how long these seasons are um, because. You know, obviously, for, for Duke to have the time to get to the point that they uh, that they are now is pr- is pretty incredible. Um, especially with freshmen. I mean, that's been the most impressive thing about John this year. Adam is first of all how hard their team plays. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, especially with young players who have never been asked to play hard in their lives. <laughs> uh, for, for the, you know what I mean? Like, are yeah. you kidding? Derek Lively could go half speed, and he's still going to dominate a high school game. So I, I think that's that's first and foremost. Um, I, you know, I said from day one when I saw them in the fall that if they could get Lively and Filipowski to play together, there just aren't that many teams that, that look like that up front. Right. And I think you're starting to see the fruits of that. And then, you know, to have a little, even when you're young, to have a little bit of tournament DNA is obviously incredibly helpful. And I think the fact that Roach, I mean, I, I've, I am of the belief that as good as Ben Carroll was, he was the number one pick in the draft. I, I thought it was largely on the backs of Jeremy Roach that they did what they did last season in, in the run of the Final Four. And so he looked like he had been playing in this event for for 10 years yeah. last night. I mean, he just looked so comfortable. So, yeah, I, I think you hit right on the head. I am I am really surprised. My opinion has drastically changed on Duke in the last – not even the last six, Adam. I'd say even the last three weeks. I ran into Chris Carrowell. Uh, our uh, our kids played a middle school basketball game against each other earlier this year, and I ran into Chris, and it was at a time where Tyrese Proctor was still not playing well, and I said, "Tell tell me about him. What's uh, what can we expect? It, you know, maybe this year, but really more next year." He says he's this close to getting it, and this was during a time where Jeremy Roach was out with a toe injury, and I don't know that that injury to Roach didn't change the entire complexion of Duke's team because Tyrese had no other option but to get it. And from that point on, he's just he's leaned into his defense. He hasn't been reliant on the three-point shot. He's making a greater percentage of them. Uh, he, I thought he hit the biggest shot in the second half last night after Oral Roberts cuts it to 14, and it's Proctor from the wing with like eight on the shot clock that knocks it down. Um, Total game changer. It got Roach off the ball, and I think it improved their defense. 
Well, first of all, uh, I also heard you ran into my brother-in-law, which he's going to be very disappointed <laughs> that Carowell got to mention before him. Well, he gave uh, me no so. information, your brother-in-law. Well, we keep it tight to the vest, Adam. Uh, us, us sons-in-law of you-know-who, right. uh, we keep it tight to the vest. But uh, my brother-in-law, Steve Frazier, not going to be happy. Second of all, I don't know how big a shot could be when a team cuts the lead to 14 in the second half of a game. Okay. So let's not overstate what Foster right. did last week. Okay, you got it. You're fine. That's fair. <laughs> I, I think there are two things. When you have talent, Adam, I think there are two things that young players have to figure out. First of all, um, you need time. Like you have to figure out the scene. You gotta, you gotta acclimate to what this whole scene is and what, what is required of you. And then the other is physicality. I go back to when Duke lost in Winston Salem earlier this season, and there was no more lost player in that game than Tyrese Proctor. And a lot of it had to do with physicality. The game was just too much for him. You know, he just couldn't. And, and understandably so, he's obviously really, really young, and he's there a year early, and all these things we've heard a hundred times this year. But when you have talent, eventually that you, you're going to have an opportunity to turn the corner, and I think that's where I agree with you. I think the, the timeout for Roach has been helpful. I think other players around Tyrese has helped him, like other good players starting to play good ha- has been good for Tyrese. But – you know, he's a talented player, and he comes with a, with a huge reputation. And I don't know, I hope he stays there another year. I think he's he's got a chance to have another an even better year next year. But um, when you have a point guard, and, and you know it, and you have the opportunity to move Roach a little bit off the ball, and then you start putting lob catchers and other guys who are getting healthy and a Derek Whitehead who can make shots, I mean, the whole thing has really come together, and, and I think Proctor's kind of been the maestro there as, as uh, time and, and, and understanding the physicality of this level has, has, you know, as, as he's done that. Chris Patola, ESPN and Sirius XM is joining us here. What do you think about State and Creighton today? You know, NC State reminds me. I don't know. Well, you're you're certainly old enough. Uh, you you and I would remember. <laughs> I, you remember that the the old Arizona team back in 1994. And it's ironic that Damon Stoudemire was just hired yeah. by Georgia Tech. Remember that team? Damon Stoudemire, Khalid Reeves was the backcourt, and it was really they 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 had good play up front, but it was really those two guards yeah. who were on a mission and just. Got, that's who NC State reminds me of. Like, I, I like DJ Burns. I don't know, and I think he can give you nice stretches in a game, but you're not winning in the NCAA tournament by steady diet of DJ Burns. Quaven and Jarko have to play well, and I, I think they could give Creighton some problems today because I think Creighton defensively is good, but I don't think, maybe outside of Marquette, I don't think they've seen a, a, quite a tandem like, like mm-hmm. NC State has. And I think the thing about NC State is they're not going to be – they haven't played in this event, but they're not, I don't think they're going to be overwhelmed by the moment. And I certainly don't think they'll be overwhelmed looking down there in layup lines and seeing Creighton. So I, I, like, I like them today. Um, I, I think when they – their good is really good. Now, they're, they're, they're bad or they're mediocre is, can be pretty mediocre. <laughs> but I, I think when they're playing well, I, I think they have a chance to, to win games. Yeah, they probably have the biggest range – <laughs> right, the, the biggest span between uh, what they're capable of and what they're capable of. Uh, we saw that against Clemson, the second second to last game of the regular season, where they were just completely disinterested. It appeared, uh, and we have we saw that against when they played Duke 
in uh, what in January at PNC Arena when they were a hundred percent dialed in. If they if they guard in the half court, I think that's always the barometer for this team. If they guard well in the half court, I think they win the game. And if they're not so good on that end of the court, I think they're going to get beat. Um, they're they're a little bit they're they're not quite as efficient as I'd like to see on offense. Uh, most of that is Turquavian can go you know six for twenty. Uh, he'll get his points, but there's it's a high volume. Uh, you know, style at times, but if they defend, I think they'll be fine. They'll win, and I think the winner of this game is going to win again because I think Baylor is kind of, kind of broken at this point. Yeah, they did not play well down the stretch, but I don't know anything. Uh, I've I think I've proven that. I picked Arizona to win it all. Uh, all right, real uh, real quick, you have thoughts on the hot topic of the tournament so far that Virginia and Tony Bennett are not made for this month. Yeah, I, I push back on that. Um, and it's funny, I wrote an article in The Athletic when I was doing columns for them uh, the, right after they lost to UMBC. And I, it was sort of a pushback on guys like Pat Forty. Um, <laughs> yes. it's, nothing personal, it's nothing personal to Pat Forty. I disagree with, could not disagree with him more on, on the premise. I mean, first of all, winning a national championship, I don't care if you won it in 2019 or if you won it 15 years ago, it's no fluke. I mean, to win six games in that tournament is incredibly hard. And it is low-hanging fruit to, to, to pick on Virginia for its style of play and to say that they are not built to win in March because it doesn't stand to reason that you're built to win every other time of the year. I mean, they won another <laughs> a- ACC regular season championship, which, I mean, again, we can debate what the regular season ACC championship means now. It means far less than it once yeah. did. And the league isn't strong. But the reality is – that, t- that program has been good enough to win ACC championships, to have, you know, they've won 31. Ga- the year they lost to UMBC, they won 31 games that season. <laughs> and, you know, you're talking about a bad 40 minutes. And, and I do think we can drive referendums off of tournament performance. God knows I have about the Big Ten the last couple of years. Yeah. But it's also a 40-minute sample size. So I push back on it. And, I, you know, we, I came on my radio show on Sirius this morning, Adam, just sort of trying to give a context of Kihei Clark. I wish that his, his highlight moment had been reversed mm-hmm. with this low light. Mo- I wish he had had this mistake when he was a freshman right. and then five years later had won a national championship. I, he's too good of a character. He's too good of a guy. He, he, he obviously, he was a good player. He was not a great player. Right. I, I don't think AC, you know, ACC history, he's going down as one of the all time, but he was a very good college player. Uh, who is a better person. If my son grew up to be like Kihei Clark, I'd be damn proud. So uh, I think it's a little bit unfair the way that we cherry-pick their style of play. It's that style of play that has given them the success they've, that they've had. But Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on, or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90%, give the money, and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Such is life. Yeah, you, also, the if, we, if we're going to attack their style of play, and I don't like it. Right, it doesn't make a difference. I don't like it, but it also it defies logic to say that that style of play, and we're talking about pace, right? 
Uh, so, 2010, you're familiar with the Duke Blue Devils in 2010. Uh, they were 229th in the nation in uh, offensive tempo, according to Ken Palm. Connecticut won the title the next year, 221. Uh, like, the, there's the only champion in the last 14 years to have a tempo under 100th in the country was Kansas last year. Slower tempos can be successful. It's about players. 100% about players. It's not about the pace. I just don't like the pace. That's my difference. That's the only thing I'd say to it. Well, and let's real quick. I mean, to your point, I think when Tony took the job and look, this goes back to Dick and I'm not saying he changed who he was to, to, to be able to compete at Virginia in the ACC, but that year in 2019, the league, as you know, the, the league got nine teams in. And yeah. again, they still won the league by four games that year <laughs> and won 31 games. And the thing about Virginia, Adam, is they live in this space of, of last possession, one possession games, because they feel like they have lived in more of those one possession games than anybody else and that you're going to blink first. You're going to make a mistake first. And so, again, guys like Pat Forty, to use as an argument that they won a lot of, quote, fluky games. They got lucky in that run to a national championship. To a guy like me who understands what Tony's doing, that's by design. Because, again, they believe that with their complement of roster that they're going to succeed in those games. The problem is when you live in that space, there's a lot of pressure on you to not make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And yesterday was a game in which the least likely to make mistakes in that moment was the guy who made several. It wasn't just one mistake. He made about five different mistakes in that one play, but that's where Virginia lives, and they live there by design. Chris Patola, you're the best, my friend. I appreciate your time. I'll see you soon. Yeah, my pleasure, Adam, anytime. Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info/sps. Your journey begins here.